Podcast for June 3rd, 2018. Today, Pastor Dave continues with his study of Genesis with this entry entitled, Just Call Me Jacob. Very interesting podcast. Stick around for that. Afterwards, check out our website at HotonBaptist.org. A lot of information there about the church and things going on at the church. Specifically, Vacation Bible Experience, which will be coming up later on this month. You don't want to miss that. Keep an eye on the website for more information. I hope you enjoy the podcast and have a great day. Today's message is called a hijacked blessing. 
a hijacked blessing. Everybody say hijacked. hijacked. All right. So, so last Tuesday morning, as I was starting to prepare for this message, I was sitting in my living room, and, and I noticed that my four-year-old was, was acting suspicious, which is never good. Right? Amen? Amen. So I'm, I'm watching him come back and forth from the kitchen, walking as though he's doing something wrong. And after about the third trip back, I noticed that he was holding something. So he's up in the seat and he's holding something at his side. I just get a glimpse of it. He had a big piece of my cream cheese Danish in his hand. <laughs> By the way, I love Danish's church. Donuts and bakery. Kip was making a big mistake getting into my stash. So I asked him what he thought he was doing, and he said, I was hungry. I was hungry. Then, then grabbed at his stomach and said that his belly hurt. I said, why didn't you just ask me for some? And he said with a big smile, you would have said no. <laughs> They're so smart at four. <laughs> so you stole it. Yes. Yes. And then blamed his belly for hijacking my Danish. He said, my belly made me do it. <laughs> my belly made me do it. In, in today's text, we're, we're going to see what not to do. That's important. What not to do in receiving God's blessing. God's favor. For those that don't know, Abraham's son, Isaac, had two sons. Twin boys, and, and from the very start, they were competitive. They were at war with each other. In Genesis 25, it says that while Jacob and Esau were still in the womb, they were at war. They struggled to get along even prior to their birth. They were boys, right? They were brothers. What, what a rivalry. God told Rebecca that she had two nations. Two nations inside of her, her womb. Just think of that for a moment. She was wondering what the world was going in, on inside of her, right? This war, this battle that was taking place. She had two people groups that would come from her. One would be stronger, Israel, that Jacob would, would lead. And one, the older brother, would serve as the younger, Edom, the Edomites. In fact, the Bible records that Jacob, the younger brother, while Esau was being delivered, had a hold of his heel. Jacob's name means heel rabble. Right? Sounds like a, a younger brother, a rivalry. From their conception, their adult lives, these two would go head to head. Maybe you have had a similar relationship with a brother or sister. Anybody willing to admit that? Right? Rivalry, battles, maybe you can identify with that. Maybe you had a similar relationship or experience with, with a best friend. Maybe you found yourself competitive with a co-worker or even a church member trying to get a leg up. A leg up on the competition. Today my goal for us, and it's a simple one, is to teach us the importance of waiting for our blessing. Everybody say waiting. waiting. Say it again. Waiting. Much better. Waiting for God to work in our, in our favor in certain situations instead of trying to go after it. 
Are we so eager to go after our blessing? After what God, what we expect God to do for us? We're not so good at waiting. And God will teach us today that we need to be those that wait. We need to decide today to wait on God. Let's look at the text. Genesis chapter 27, verses 1 through 13. Genesis 27, 1 through 13. Feel free to use your smartphones or tablets or look on the overhead. We have it there for you. Everybody ready? Say yes. Yes. All right. Genesis 27. That's what it says. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could not see, he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son, and he answered, Here I am. He said, Look, I'm, I'm old and do not know the day of my death. Take your hunting gear, your quiver and bow, and, and go out in the field to hunt some game for me. Then make the delicious food that I love and bring to me to eat so that I can bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening to what Isaac said to his son Esau. So while Esau went to the field to hunt some game to bring in, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Listen, I heard your father talking with your brother Esau. He said, Bring me some game and make some delicious food for me to eat so that I can bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. That's what she says next in verse 8. Now obey every order I give you, my son. Go to the flock and bring me two choice young goats, and I will make them into a delicious meal for your father, the kind he loves. Rebecca knows her husband, the kind that he loves. Then take it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. Jacob answered Rebecca, his mother, Look, my brother Esau is a hairy man, but I am a man with smooth skin. Suppose my father touches me, then I will seem to be deceiving him, and I will bring a curse rather than a blessing on myself. His mother said to him, Your curse be on me, my son. Just obey me and go get them for me. Wow, eh? The first thing that I want you to see is that Esau was given a job to do. Right? A very specific job, utilizing the gifts and talents that God had given him. Here Isaac is, is on his, his deathbed, so to speak, and wants his oldest son to do something for him. A last request. Verse 3 says, take your hunting gear, your quiver and your bow, and go hunt some game for me. Make a meal from it, so that I can give you my blessing before I die. What motivation for Esau to honor this last request, to honor his dad? Notice that the request was specific to Esau's gifting, right? The request was specific to Esau's gifting. That's important. The blessing, church, was for Esau, as it should be. The, the older son was always given the blessing, the, the birthright. And of course, the largest inheritance. Church, this was a, a double portion. No wonder why Jacob wanted it so badly. He was envious. He was jealous. This was the keys to the convertible, right? Dad was about to hand everything over to Esau. 
He would be ahead of the clan, ahead of the family. This was a prominent position for Esau, and Jacob wanted it. Jacob wanted it. This was huge for him. Have you been there? Can you identify with these two, with this rivalry? Jacob was a con artist, though, wasn't he? A manipulator, a a trickster, a, a deceiver. Remember when they were younger, Jacob tricked Esau out of his birthright. Yeah, Esau was out hunting doing manly things, and and came in hungry, exhausted from doing what he loved to do. And there he saw Jacob at the stove with some Campbell's soup. (laughs) Yeah, I just love their tomato soup. Jillian can't stand it. She makes two separate soups, and we have grilled cheese and tomato soup, because she can't stand the soup that I enjoy. I'm not bitter. (laughs) Picture the dynamic. Esau's been working, right? He's, he's hunting, doing his thing. Comes in, and the younger brother is hanging out. Just hanging out, making some soup, probably some lentils. Esau says, give me a bowl of soup. Jacob, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You know what that's like? Maybe some of this morning are hungry. And Jacob, being the deceiver that he was, said, sure. Sure, no, no problem. But it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. Esau, give me your birthright. Esau, just just give me your birthright. Have you ever met someone who always wanted something in return? Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Always had an ulterior motive to why they were doing something. They're always looking for something in return. Jacob says, I a bowl of soup for you. You're hungry, right? Esau says, yes, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm starving. I've been working. I've been hunting. He says, give me your birthright. Give me your birthright, and it's yours. How clever. How clever. Esau didn't even hesitate. Sure. What good is it? Why, why do I care about what happens to me in my future if I die from hunger right now? Sounds like Kipton. My belly made me do it. My belly made me do it. I was hungry. Aren't we like this? Let's just be honest, church. Aren't, aren't we like this? Anything to satisfy our current needs and wants. We're, we're, we're so focused on today that we're willing to sacrifice tomorrow. Aren't we? We just want to be fed. We just want to be full today. We don't care about tomorrow. We don't care about next week. Most of us just live for today. That's it. That's it. And we should be sowing into our futures. Not necessarily here on earth. Amen? Sowing into our future in the kingdom. Loving people and reaching people. Reaping kingdom rewards. Not for ourselves, so that we can be full and and, and puffed up and and be satisfied. No, that we can lay down our crowns at the feet of Jesus Christ, right? That's why we do what we do. We're so focused on today that we are willing to sacrifice tomorrow. Esau was reckless. Amen? Esau was reckless with his future. He he was impatient. He was impulsive. 
He, he was too consumed with self that he didn't think about what was best for him later on. I think we can relate to Esau. At least some of us. I know I, I can relate to Esau. Impatient at times. Raise your hand, church. Impatient at times. You all should be raising your hand. Shame on you. For those that were hesitant. Impatient. Just kidding. I'm not scolding you this morning. Impatient. Irritated with God's timing and, and God's provision in our lives or in our current situations. God, what are you doing? I want my blessing right now. Have you ever said that to God? Yes. I love you. I have. God, right now. We dwell on what's best for our immediate needs. We, we miss the blessing of waiting. Can I tell you, there's a blessing in waiting. There, there just is. Because when God finally shows up, and He's always present, he's, he's always there, He's never left you, but when He shows up, and He answers that request, and He meets that need, oh man, what, what joy. What joy and satisfaction that you are God. And you were patient. You, you waited for your blessing. Man, what a, what a great thing. We missed the blessing of waiting. We see Esau. We see Esau true to his character, though. Don't we? Church, he gives his birthright to his brother for a bowl of soup. How stupid. Can I say that about Esau? How stupid. But he sets the tone for the, for the blessing that gets hijacked later on in life. It's a setup. Everybody say it's a setup. <laughs> Things that we do in life today set us up later on in life. They just do. Did you know that? Either for our good and, and our gain and, and His glory, or for further failure. Oh, those are the heartbreaking times where we just don't seem to get it right. Further failure. Oftentimes, God gives us another go at it, though. Did you know that? To get it right. Like, listen, I know you messed it up when you were 18, or 21, or 32, or whatever you want to, whatever age that is, but I'm going to give you another chance to get it right. You'll get another opportunity to honor me and obey me, and guess what? When you do, I will bless you in my name. You'll get another opportunity. Haven't you seen that in your life? Yes. How many made a mistake before? Oh. Amen. Every single one of us. And God has given you another opportunity to get it right. To get it right. And maybe not in your lifetime or in your specific life. I see things that I'm teaching my children now. <laughs> and I go, man, those were my mistakes. I've done what you're doing right now that I'm trying to correct. And then you remember the same thing to your mom and dad. It was the same conversation over and over and over again. Will we get it right this time, though? Will we get it right this time? Will we make the right choice? Isaac told Esau to go. Go hunting. Back some wild game. Amen? Amen? 
Bag some wild game. Use your gifting. Make me something special. Isaac has died. And Esau wants to please his dad. There, there's something that's happening right here. Use your, your gifting. Make me something special. And I will bless you. I will bless you, son. In other words, do what I've asked. That's important, right? Do what I've asked, and I will then give you my blessing. Each of us long for God's blessing. Don't we? Amen. Thank you. I tipped her before service. Just kidding. Don't you long for God's blessing? I don't care what you've achieved, what you've earned, what your status is, how great your life is, your kingdom here on earth, each of us long for God's blessing. Amen. We long for His favor, His hand on, on our lives, on our families, in our, our marriages, on our kids, on our grandkids, on our vocations. Sometimes we go about it the wrong way. Why? Because we want the blessing right now. Right now, brother. We're never, maybe I'm preaching to myself this morning, we're never willing to wait for what God has for us. Never. As I was looking at the story, God was doing some work on me. That's what he does prior to preaching the message to you. He, he works on my life. And, and he was convicting me of some things. I have to tell you that I've done some things in my past that I regret. Have you? Because I went about it the, the, the wrong way. My own way. David's way. Have you done that? Not God's way. In fact, I can't even remember asking God what to do in some of those situations. I just got way out ahead of him. Just did it my own way. Have you ever done something in your life to get ahead? To get noticed? Maybe in your workplace. Maybe in the church. Maybe at home. Went out of your way to, to get noticed, to get recognized, to get promoted. Let me ask it like this. Have you ever made someone look bad so that you would look good? I have. I have. Have you? If we want God's favor and blessing, and I know we all do, we have to stay true to our purpose. Well, Pastor... Dave, how do we do that? How do I, I get noticed at home and at work and at church without shifting things in my favor? Here it is. You ready? Everybody say yes. yes. Be you. The real you. And this isn't some, some sort of self-help talk. This is biblical. Be the person that God designed you to be. That he equipped you to be. Right? Proverbs 18.6 says this. I just love this verse. A pastor friend of mine gave this to me this, this past year. And it just <coughs> speaking. Someone says, a person's gift or gifting makes room for him. 
Every time you get worked up and upset, left out, unnoticed, missed, a person's gift or gifting makes room for him and leads him before important people. That'll humble you quick, right? Isn't that powerful, church? In other words, use the gifts, abilities, and character. We can't forget that part. Character that God gave you. And leave it at that. And it will lead you to greater things. Along the way, though, there will be people. Everybody say people. People. Say it again. People. People. That will do their best to get in the way of fulfilling your God-given purpose. They'll come against you, won't they? <coughs> They'll get in your way. They'll step on you. Rebecca. Rebecca would, would overhear this promise, this, this promotion. And instead of supporting Esau and her husband's dying wish, she went behind their back. See, she had a favorite. And it wasn't Esau. It was Jacob. It was Jacob. Isn't that obvious from the text? Parents, we have to be careful in how we treat our children. Amen? Whether grown, whether grown, more like it, or still small, because it has the potential of steering them in the wrong direction. Have you ever had a favorite before? Don't answer that. I'll tell you a little secret how to get around that. I tell all the kids that they're my favorite. Ryan, you are my favorite. She goes, I know. I'm like, okay, okay, listen. You're my boy. You're my oldest son. You are my favorite. Yeah. And then I go off and then I tell Kip, listen, Kip, you're my little buddy. You're my man. They all should be our favorite, shouldn't they? But as, as parents, as there's a dynamic shift, as there's rebellion and disobedience, and, and there's sometimes rivalry and there's war. Have you ever had war at your house? Yes. <laughs> now I'm being honest. <laughs> and, it's, and it's easy to kind of favor the other child because they're more obedient. They listen. They do what you tell them to do. And the other child may not be so obedient. They might be sassy. Disrespectful. They, they might not care what you think. Have you ever had your child not care what you think? <laughs> right. Rebecca had a favorite. And it, it would cause further division. This family is messed up. You haven't noticed. There's some dysfunction within this family. I think we can identify with that. Yes. It'll cause problems for your kids. God is <clears throat> continuing to tell me, man, you better spread out the love. Attention. Love them equally. Love them equally. Rebecca ran to Jacob with a plan to hijack Esau's blessing. Isn't this story infuriating? <laughs> we get upset, and yet this very same thing happens in our own homes at times. Right? She said, your father is going to bless Esau. In fact, he just sent him out to go hunting so that he could make a special meal for dad. This is what I want you to do. Go out and get two goats. 
And I'll whip something up for your father, something that he likes, something that he enjoys. Now, to me, I don't think that wild game would be a little different than two goats, but Isaac, he was hungry. He was hungry. He was hungry. You're going to act as though you are Esau. Don't worry, son. Your father is partially blind and on his way out. So sensitive. Such a good wife. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. He won't even know it's you. You'll be the one. This conversation, this dynamic, as Rebecca is going behind her husband's back, you'll be the one that gets the blessing. You deserve it. How many times have you told yourself, I deserve it? I deserve this. I want to be the one that gets the blessing. And we become envious. We become jealous. There's that rivalry that takes place and you look at other people and other families and and you become envious of them. You deserve the blessing. Don't we all say that? Don't we think that? Oh, and may God just humble us. Do we deserve? <laughs> right, church? Do we deserve the blessing? You deserve it, Jacob. You deserve it. Not your brother. Isn't that heartbreaking? I can identify with Esau. Not your brother. I wonder how many Esau's we have in here this morning. I wonder how many Jacobs we have here this morning. This reveals who we are, how we live, decisions we make, how we're going about current situations. Just think, church, Esau is out honoring his death. While this is taking place behind closed doors, Esau is honoring his dad, doing the right thing, excited about his blessing, finally out to make things right. His mother and brother are in the house about to deceive Isaac and deceive Esau. (coughs) Notice this. She reiterates this, this would be a blessing in the Lord's present. Then says to Jacob, obey every order I give you, my son. What what part of that makes any sense? Think about what she's saying to her child. What she was doing was was wrong and moral, and yet she still had the nerve to say the blessing would be yours in the Lord's sight. Woo! Wow! (laughs) She wasn't getting it right, was she? I've had moments like that. As a dad, as a father, as a husband. Have you? I bet we all have. Why? Because we have a sin nature. We have a sin nature. We just do dumb things sometimes. So thankful for Jesus and His forgiveness and grace. Understanding when we just totally mess it up daily. Jacob, the blessing will will be yours 
in the Lord's sight. What lesson, hear me out, parents. What lesson is she teaching her son and her family? Obey me, my words, not God. Obey my orders, not his. Not to mention the fact that they were dishonoring Isaac. Well, who cares about Isaac? He's going blind. He's on the way out. If we want God's favor and lesson, we must learn to be humble. That's something we don't see today. We have to be humble. There has to be humility. And we must obey the Father, right? That's it. If God sees all, and we know that, He knows all. We're not fooling anyone. Did you know that? You're not fooling anyone. When I sin, I'm not fooling anyone. That doesn't mean there's not grace and, and understanding and forgiveness. It just means, and hear me out on this, God doesn't bless disobedience. Amen? Amen. That was one of those signs where the church said, Amen! Preach it! God doesn't bless disobedience. This this past week, we're we're giving our kids a little bit more freedom to do things and go places, and it's hard. Because we are helicopter parents. We just are. We love our babies. We're probably overprotected, but we let the kids, Caden and Ryan, go down the street to play at Caden's friend's house, Tate's. Tate's a good kid. Go down there and hang out. Come back in about an hour, hour and a half. Okay, yep, yep, yep. You've been there, parents, right? And Ryan comes back a little bit early. Said, uh, well, how was it at Tate's? Well, I wasn't at Tate's. I was at Miranda's. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Where were you? It's just seen her face. Whoops. <laughs> I, I said too much. I was at Miranda's. Okay. The, the place that you've been asking to go for the last two weeks that I've said no every single time. Why? Because it's further down the road. You're at Miranda's. You're at Miranda's. Whoops. And then she started to pick up a little bit. She knew she was in trouble. I said, you broke my trust. You've been telling me about how Caden gets to do everything. Caden's the favorite. Caden gets to go everywhere. I finally let you go with Caden. And you go further. Right? Isn't this what we do? You go further. I get in my truck. <laughs> I get in the dad mode. I'm going to bust them. I'm Kate on the road. I said, get in. What do I do? <laughs> get in my truck. Dad, have you ever said that? Oh, yeah. Get in. And then we have this time and have a conversation. and It's quite serious. Kate says, Dad, she told me you said that she could go to Miranda's, but I checked in on her. I rode my bike down there. I made sure she was safe and everything. I never said that. I said, don't take her word (laughs) for it. Right? Trust me. I didn't give her permission to go. God doesn't Bless disobedience. Oftentimes we go further than we're permitted to go. God doesn't bless disobedience. By the way, she was grounded and she did a great job. She took it like a champ. I love my little girl. 
I love my kids. Immediately, Jacob questioned her plan. Should a child ever have to question a parent's ethics, a parent's morality, a parent's devotion to God? Absolutely not. And yet it happens today, doesn't it? Jacob says this plan is flawed. He saw his hairy. He saw his hairy. I'm not. I have smooth skin. If dad touches my skin, I will be revealed to him as a deceiver, a liar, a manipulator, a trickster, and will bring a curse on me rather than a blessing. Newsflash, he was already a deceiver, wasn't he? Shady in every single way. God will get a hold of him later on, amen? God is so gracious and good. Let's not forget the birthright that he stole from his brother. Rebecca wanted Esau's blessing for not only Jacob, but for herself. And they both would stop at nothing to get it. Sure enough, those that know the story, they follow through with their, their plan. Jacob covers his body with, with fur and puts on Esau's clothes so he would smell like his brother. Rebecca follows through and makes Isaac's favorite meal. And they steal. They hijacked Esau's blessing. Isaac fell for it. But you might just step in and say, Don't do it! He's lying to you! Don't do it. Isaac fell for it. Not that he didn't have some questions. He did. He read further on. Not, not that he didn't sense something was off. You have Jacob's voice. But Jacob knew of the blessing because of his mother and the scandal. Jacob had what he asked for, which was a meal, a stew of, of sorts. He, he felt like Esau because of the covering, the skins that were on him. He even smelled like Esau. Even when Isaac asked Jacob how he was able to kill the game so fast, this would be my question. Isaac's smart here. He blurted out, God provided. Woo! That's, that's not good. God provided. Really? <laughs> really? The text says something else. God provided. That God did this. God did this. And if this doesn't convict you about things that we do and say in our own lives, I don't know what will. Be you, the real you. Be you. <clears throat> Jacob was now blessed and owned his brother's birthright and almost done hold on, but would never live down his actions in getting it. Sure, God would use him later on in life, change his, his name, but his actions would haunt him. We have a choice to make. We have a choice to make today. What kind of people do we want to be? Do we want to be honest and live with integrity and character? Be good moral people and obedient to God in every way. The, the, the best that we can be. 
We're, we're not perfect. That's what Jesus was there for. Amen? He was perfect. He was sinless. He was blameless. He took our place. Why? Because we are imperfect people in need of grace and covering. But we want to strive to obey the Father. What happens to Esau? What happens to Esau, the older brother? Let me just close with this last passage. You want to learn about Esau? Everybody say yes. yes. Say it again. Yes. You're lying. You want to go to lunch because you're hungry. <laughs> Let me finish. You know you're paying me to do this, just saying. <laughs> just teasing. <clears throat> Listen to what it says, and we'll finish. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had left the presence of his father Isaac, his brother Esau arrived from the hunt. He had also made some delicious food and brought it into his father. Then he said to his father, let my father get up and eat some of his son's game so that you may bless me. <laughs> Dad, I want your blessing. Dad, I'm, I'm ready for your blessing. But his father Isaac said to him, who are you? And Esau, your firstborn son. The text says, Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably. Who was it then, he said, who, who hunted game and brought it into me? I ate it all before you came in, and I, I blessed him. Indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he, he cried out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me. And then you break your heart. Bless me too, Dad. Bless me too. He replied, your, your brother came deceitfully and he took your blessing. Right. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! He took it. He said, isn't he rightly named Jacob? <coughs> or he has cheated me twice now. He took my birthright and look now he has taken my blessing. Then he asked, haven't you saved a blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, look, I have made him the master over you. I've given him all of his relatives, his servants, and have sustained him with grain and, and new wine. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, do you only have one blessing? Bless me too. Bless me too. And Esau wept loudly. Aren't we thankful that God has more than one blessing? Amen. Way more than one blessing. He wept loudly. I wonder if Jacob and Rebecca even stayed around to listen to what was going on. Or if they ran with their <clears throat> stolen blessing. As Esau wept and cried. He honored his dad. He was trying to make it right. Jacob stole it from him. It says, Then his father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling place will be away from the richness of the land, away from the dew of the sky above. You will live by your sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you rebel, you will break his yoke 
from your neck. Remember what Genesis 25 said, the older brother will serve the younger brother. Verse 41, Esau held a grudge. Let me hear that this morning. Angry. Bitter. You got robbed. Somebody was promoted over you. Somebody got more attention than you did. Can I just say this? Let it go. Anger and bitterness will rob you. Rob you. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. And Esau determined in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. 20 years later, the story changes around there. And God does something amazing with these two brothers. But I'm not going to tell you this morning. That will be another sermon. Let's pray. Father God, we want to honor you. We want to serve you. We want to live for you. Lord, sometimes we do things that are sinful. Sometimes we we get away from your will and and your plan for our lives. Sometimes, God, we, we sin. Sometimes we do things in your name that are wrong. God, sometimes we're envious and and we're jealous. Sometimes we we allow hurt and and anger to fester. Whether it's a sibling, a a co-worker, a friend. God, would you change us? Help us to forgive. Help us to move on. Help us to honor you and make things right. God, we know that you're faithful to forgive, faithful to change and encourage. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who made a way for us. God, you are a way maker. Lord, I pray that you would lead the lost to you. Your word says that you draw them in, you woo them in. God, change people's lives. I pray for the church this morning, God. Use us for your glory. Use us for your namesake. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand at this time as we go off to this last song? Hey, thanks for listening to the Hope Baptist Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you're looking for a church or it's been a while since you've been to church, why don't you come and check out Houghton Baptist? We certainly love to have you. You can come as you are. We do. Also, if you're interested in giving, you can give by text. Just send a text to 906-346-1317 and follow the prompts from there. Again, thanks for listening to the podcast and have a great day.